You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I hope you guys had a good long weekend. I know that I did clearly for those of you watching on YouTube, not my brightest moment. You can see some uh, unfortunate scars on my face as well as my elbow here, but we've made it. The long weekend is over. Hopefully you guys had a better one than I did. Uh, Stay safe. No more alcohol. Not a good mix. You got to be able to control yourself. And unfortunately for me, I actually face planted on the road. So not the best weekend, but that stuff is in the past. Now we're turning the page as we know. The NFL season is right around the corner. Thursday night is the kickoff of the 2021 season between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to dive into something interesting that I found from Peter King of Football Morning in America. He released a huge article on Pro Football Talk, and uh, it's a great piece. First of all, he drops a lot of predictions and a lot of different uh, outcomes in terms of, you know, award winners and things like that for this season. And I mentioned in the intro, the preview He is very high on the Rams this season, evidently. And we're going to dive into all of that in just a moment here. So we may as well just get right into it. And he clearly states here that he is very bullish on the Rams. And that makes sense because when you look at his NFC seeds for the playoffs, he has it ranked Tampa Bay first, Green Bay second, Los Angeles Rams third. So clearly he does expect the Rams to not only win the NFC West, because that would mean that they won the division, but make the playoffs and be one of the higher seeded teams in the playoffs, which is ideal for the Rams and Rams fans, of course. But you go deeper into that. And I think most people expect the Rams do make the playoffs this season, myself included. This team is very, very talented. I mean, this is one of the best rosters they've had since Sean McVay took over. He has a new quarterback in Matthew Stafford, and he's got the team, I think, that can actually take this season quite far. Maybe not necessarily to a Super Bowl, but... This team definitely looks like the best team in the NFC West, in my opinion. One of the best teams in the NFC, and I've talked about it on this podcast. Those three teams, all three coincidentally that he has ranked one through three in the NFC playoff picture there, are the top three teams in the NFC, in my opinion. They're in that first tier, and after them, there's some interesting teams, but I think those three teams are just a cut above right now when it comes to that pecking order in the playoffs. So that makes sense to me that he's going to have the Rams predicted that highly, When you get into some of the playoff games, and this is where things start to get really interesting here, he has the wildcard round, Los Angeles Rams beating the New Orleans Saints. In the divisional round, he has the Los Angeles Rams beating the Green Bay Packers. And in the conference championship, he has the Rams beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a score of 30 to 27. And of course, if they win that game, they would be in the Super Bowl. So he has them in the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills, obviously one of the best teams in the NFL as well on the AFC side of things. And he has the Rams predicted to win the Super Bowl over the Bills by a score of 33 to 24. That is insane. I mean, I get it. This team is awesome. There's a lot of talent there. Sean McVay is the guy that everyone believes in. I mean, there's not really that many doubters when it comes to Sean McVay. I feel like at least not in terms of the big media picture, Sure, some people online may have different opinions, but 
that is a huge load to put on these guys' shoulders. The expectations and the hype around this team are absolutely crazy right now. And I think it's warranted, but it's also just funny when you look at the other side of things, you know, the other side of the coin, as they say, Matthew Stafford has never won a playoff game in his life. I mean, this guy, I think, has only played in two playoff games in a 12-year career, and I'm not necessarily knocking him for that. Football is the ultimate team game. You can never pin blame or victory on just one player for the most part. That's just never really going to be the case. It's just crazy to think that this guy is now coming out of Detroit, joining Los Angeles, a huge city, a very different team, vibe, offense. It's just different from the ground up. And now the expectation is that he has to immediately take this team to a Super Bowl. And most people are pretty much regarding this team as a Super Bowl or bust type of team. And that's kind of insane to think. But at the same time, I do think, like I said, it is warranted. This team is very talented. The Rams have obviously made the playoffs multiple times now. 2018, they get to the Super Bowl. 2017, they make the wild card round, lose to the Atlanta Falcons. 2019 was the one year they missed the playoffs last year, 2020. They get to the playoffs again, beat the Seattle Seahawks in the wild card round, lose to the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round. It feels like this team is not necessarily a lock to make the playoffs. There's never really any locks, especially when it comes to the injury statuses of teams. Those things are very random and you can never really control that. But barring any crazy injuries, I think it's very safe to say that the Rams are a near certainty to make the playoffs. I understand that there is some downsides as well. You know, the offensive line maybe has a few question marks. Uh, the running game, not going to look like one of those running games that maybe we expected with Cam Akers when he was healthy. We probably expected that to be one of the strongest parts of the team and maybe one of the best running units in the NFL, probably when you look at Akers and Henderson. Now it's a little bit different, obviously, with Henderson being the top guy. Sony Michelle is the backup. But that's something that Stafford's been used to over the course of his career in Detroit. I always forget this statistic, but I think he only had 11 games over the course of his entire career with a 100-plus yard rusher in Detroit. That's one game a season. That is just horrendous. Of course, the Rams are a lot more productive than that on the ground, and they do a lot better job of steaming that stuff up. But at the end of the day, Stafford is now thrown into this situation, which I think is a very good one for the most part. The team is obviously talented. Peter King even mentions, you know, you look at the defensive side of the ball, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Those guys are not surprising in any way, shape, or form. We know exactly what this defense is. And ultimately, they don't have to be the number one defense anymore because there is expected to be some regression on that side of the ball. Maybe not the number one defense anymore. Maybe the number 10 defense. But at the same time, you look at the offense, there's expected positive regression there too. So instead of being the 20th ranked offense, they might be the seventh ranked offense this season. And I believe that the gap between last year's offense to this year's offense, that improvement is going to far outweigh whatever the defense does in terms of their regression. So when you look at it like that, you don't necessarily need to be the best team on all sides of the ball. You just need to overcome what you did last year, of course, and beat the teams that are ahead of you. And I think right now, you know, the NFC is very stacked. You look at Green Bay, very good team, Tampa Bay incredible roster they brought every single player back that they had as a free agent this past season that was an important player so not going to be easy to run those guys by but at the same time this team is very talented as well and of course we know when you get to the playoffs anything can happen those games are very random you look back to last year there was a possibility that green bay could have knocked off tampa bay in the conference championship you know if one thing kind of goes a different way the ball bounces a different way you're looking at aaron Rodgers in a super bowl instead of tom brady so 
That is only one half of this prediction. I mentioned that he also has some insane predictions for Matthew Stafford in general, and we'll dive into those in a second in the second segment. Kind of go over how realistic those are and if it's even feasible, to be quite honest with you, because there is a lot of expectations coming from Peter King's Corner. Love to see it, though. Of course, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter. You can find us at QB's MVP and at Locked on Rams and on YouTube at Locked on Rams. Now we're going to dive into our first sponsor of this episode. And football is right around the corner. All of our eyes are turning to the gridiron for the beginning of the 2021 NFL season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all your latest updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 survivor contest, which are open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football to basketball to boxing to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. At BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's BetOnline.ag. And now we're going to dive into some of these interesting predictions from Peter King. And we talked about how he expects the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, he's fully bought in, and I respect that. I love it. He said this is going to be the second straight team winning the Super Bowl at home after it's never happened. Of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did it last year in Tampa. The Rams are hosting the Super Bowl this season. And that would be insane to think that it happens back to back after never happening before. But you guys definitely need to check this piece out. I mean, he goes into very good depth in terms of why he's so bullish on the Rams. He obviously mentions a lot of their personnel. But at the same time, how Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, this new marriage is working, how they went throughout training camp together and all of that good stuff. So you guys should definitely check it out if you haven't. Obviously, I can't sum up everything here, but we're going to go to these predictions and he does lay out the awards for this football season. We're talking MVP to Defensive Rookie of the Year, everything in between. With the MVP award, he has this going to Matthew Stafford as the number one player here. He said a healthy Stafford in a 17-game season and with that Rams backfield could be the first quarterback to throw for 6,000 yards in a year. 6,000 yards in a season. That is just absurd. Now, mind you, he said for the first time, obviously, there's never been a 17-game schedule before. The NFL is going from 16 games to 17 games this season. So maybe it is feasible. Like, there could be some potential that this happens. You look at Peyton Manning a handful of years ago. I want to say probably around 2014. I believe he passed for around 5,500 yards in 16 games. But that offense was otherworldly when it came to their passing production they stacked up well and nearly alongside with the greatest show on turf. I think, you know, obviously you have to adjust for the era and how teams play now, but I don't think Stafford's going to pass for 6,000 yards. That is just obscene. They have to legitimately have no glitches in terms of how they go from the first game to the 17th game. I think if you're trying to look for that kind of a statistic, this team would have to be insanely healthy. Obviously Stafford would have to play in every single game. Not only that, but the Rams would have to probably get in a lot of shootouts Maybe have to throw from behind and try to play catch up a little bit because, you know, if you're winning by 20 points, you're probably not going to throw the football a ton. And I just don't know that they have that in them. And not necessarily just that, but you're talking about a new quarterback in a new city with new personnel in a new offense. Everything is new here. We're not talking about, you know, somebody entering their same offensive coordinator system for the sixth season in a row. And he needs to learn this offense. 
He needs to learn these players. And there's probably going to be somewhat of a learning curve to start the season. None of these guys took any snaps in the preseason. So they have legitimately no real life snaps with each other. And that might take a week to iron out. That might take six weeks to iron out. And I'm not saying that the Rams are just going to be terrible for six weeks, but there's clearly going to be some sort of an adjustment period that they have to go through. And if that's the case, I don't know how you can expect 6,000 yards. Maybe that's just more of a fun little projection by Peter King. I think it might be. And I understand where he's trending here too, because they're passing offense. The Rams, they look like they can be very potent. Of course, so much depth at wide receiver, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell. You got multiple tight ends. And then the running game is not that good. There's a lot of question marks there. He mentioned it as well with that running game. He said they might not be able to produce on the ground. And if that's the case, they're going to have to go to the passing game a little bit more often. And we know that Sean McVay can get away from that running game a little bit too often. Kind of made some of us mad going back to last season. Even a few seasons ago, you start to see these 6, 7, 12-yard runs. And Sean McVay will suddenly stop calling the run plays and all of a sudden call nine straight passing plays. And it's kind of perplexing. Doesn't really make much sense at the time. But at the same time, this is the kind of offense, the kind of player that I think will allow him to feel a little bit more comfortable in doing that because Jared Goff... Good player, you know, but when things go bad for Jared Goff, it feels like he's not really ever going to be able to turn that around. If he started a game badly, it felt like the entire game was going to go that way. Whereas Stafford, I think he has a little bit more mental makeup to the point where he can make a mistake and the next drive act like nothing happened, put it in the past and just keep going. And so that is part of the reason why I think, I don't think 6,000 yards necessarily is a realistic option, but if we're talking somewhere in that 5,000-yard range, maybe like 5,300, if things go really well for this team, I could definitely see that. But you continue along with these predictions here. That is not the only award he has Matthew Stafford winning. Offensive Player of the Year, surprise, surprise, Matthew Stafford. I mean, talk about the expectations. This is kind of crazy. I know at the end of the day, this guy is in a very good position right now with the Rams. I definitely agree that... This is the best team, the best offense, the best scheme, the best play caller, the best personnel that Stafford has ever played with. There is no doubt in my mind that that is the case. And that is part of the reason why I think a lot of these expectations are climbing and rising right now from myself included. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about my projections and things like that. And I think the Rams are going to win the NFC West. I think they are going to make the playoffs. And I think that they could very well get to the NFC championship game. Like to me, this season would be a disappointment if the Rams can't get to at least a divisional round. You bought into Matthew Stafford. You mortgaged some of the future with the first round picks. Obviously, Jared Goff, you dumped him off to the side for this guy. You need to find a way to get a little bit further in the playoffs. And it's not necessarily comparing it to last year, but just in general, every year is going to be its own thing. You need to find a way to get far in the playoffs and even if just to get ready for the next year in 2022, which I know fans are not going to want to hear, if Matthew Stafford can go into the playoffs this season, win a game, maybe win two games, maybe get to the conference championship, lose, at least he can get that aura off of his back or you know the belief that this guy can't win in the playoffs. I feel like that's a bunch of BS. I don't really believe in that kind of stuff, to be quite honest with you. So if he can even just string together a little bit of performances in the playoffs, maybe knock off the rust, get a win, get that in his back pocket and not really have to have that follow him around anymore in his career and gear up for a run in 2022. There is positives to that as well. So obviously fans are not going to expect that. They don't want to see that. 
The Rams are all in for right now, and they should be. But at the end of the day, I feel like these predictions, they're kind of crazy. They're fun. And I think there is a possibility that they definitely could happen. Uh, I just think that's a lot to put on the plate for the Rams right now. Definitely think, though, Matthew Stafford has a chance to lead the NFL in passing yardage this season amongst a lot of different things. And I do think the Rams are definitely a Super Bowl contender when it comes to the NFC, of course. So we're going to dive into a little bit of a injury update going into this final segment for the Rams heading into week one on Sunday Night Football against the Chicago Bears. And of course, make sure to check back in here at the Locked on Rams podcast every single day throughout the rest of the week. We're going to keep you guys updated on everything you need to know heading into that week one matchup, as well as sharing our predictions and what to look out for in that contest. But before we get there, I want to ask you guys, if you have car troubles, why are you not checking out rockauto.com? One of our sponsors for today's episode, we've mentioned them on this podcast many times before, and I know you've went through the process of going to your mechanic having a very expensive quote, having to wait for a long time for something to get in, maybe not finding it. You don't have to go throughout that process anymore. Rock Auto is a family-owned business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or you're a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. They probably have your make and model. There's a very, very good chance that they've got it in stock. They have a huge selection with their reliably low prices. All you have to do Go to their website and check out all of their available parts. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can just watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to ever buy another device again, and the best part is there is no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And to better prepare you for that stuff, if you want to bet on the NFL, don't go into it blind and guessing. You can go listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. All you have to do is follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. And now we can dive into the final segment here. A little bit of an injury style of update here going for the Rams into this week one matchup against the Chicago Bears. And as we know right now, the Rams are definitely favored in this game. The last time I checked, the line was seven and a half for the Rams being the favorite. And I think that makes sense because I do think that the Rams are significantly better than the Bears are, obviously, especially with Andy Dalton at quarterback. There is some questions there. How is this guy going to be able to hold up in a new system? But looking on the other side of things for the Rams specifically, there is some good news for defensive tackle Ashawn Robinson. He was able to go through dynamic stretching according to Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic, and he had his jersey on with a large knee brace on his right knee. And according to head coach Sean McVay, he said that Robinson is on track to play Sunday night, and he also expects running back Sony Michelle to be ready but they won't know for sure until they put in the game plan on Wednesday, Thursday. So no 100% guarantees just yet. But as it stands right now, the Rams look relatively healthy going into this season. 
And of course, it's going to be good for them to have both of these players available. Michelle on the offensive side of the ball, where you want to give Daryl Henderson as much of a break as possible, maybe every other drive or, you know, if he's got a game where his touches are getting up there, 20, 25, something like that, you might want to put him on the sidelines, something like that. And obviously the more available Michelle is, the more you can rotate those guys. And the Rams lose Xavier Jones, obviously. So they need Michelle to be healthy. And this is obviously a scary development because this is a guy who has a bad knee like Todd Gurley had. So I don't know how much you can really rely on him. If he's not even healthy in week one, what's he going to be like in week 16 or in the third round of the playoffs? Is this guy going to be available? That's a problem for down the line, I guess. But right now, it is decent news that he sounds like he is going to be a potential go for week one, which is obviously good news. And then on the other side of the ball, even more importantly, is Ashawn Robinson. This guy is an important piece to this defense. You know, this team invested a lot into that defensive line. We know Aaron Donald is the man there, but outside of Aaron Donald, the Rams need to be able to stop the run. And two of their key pieces up there on the front are Sebastian Joseph Day and Ashawn Robinson. And the Rams traded Michael Brockers this offseason. The one player that they definitely expect to step up in place of Brockers now is Robinson. He's going to slide out to that 3-4 edge spot. We want to call it a defensive end spot, not edge, actually. Uh, that five-technique kind of role where he's not a stand-up edge rusher or a pass rusher, but he's going to play head up on a tackle and set the edge and obviously be an important factor to that run defense. So that is his role this season, and I think he's going to have a very productive season because even when you go back to last year, in his short amount of time on the field, this guy flashed a lot. And of course, he didn't play that much, and he did not get that much run. And I don't think it was really fair to evaluate him based off of his last year's performance, especially when you consider those first eight weeks. He doesn't play. He technically didn't opt up with COVID, but he sort of did. They found a loophole where he kind of did, but he didn't, because if you did opt out, you actually could not come back into the season. So they found a loophole to have him sidelined for a while. And by the time you're back, it's midseason. Everyone is already in form and in shape. And this guy is now coming into a new team, a new defense, a new city, and did not have any practices, any games. He missed two months out of the season, two whole months. So obviously it wasn't really fair to him. And the Rams had a good rotation at that time. Obviously a lot of defensive line depth as well. Whereas now they move on from Brockers, a team captain, a very, very consistent and solid player for this team. Now they need Robinson to step up. And it's obviously good news for a guy that had a minor surgery, I want to say a week or two or three ago, not that long ago that he can suit up in week one because the Rams are really going to have to be physical up on that front. They have Aaron Donald. They have Sebastian Joseph Day. They now have Ashawn Robinson. But good news for Robinson and that defense in general is the Rams at the defensive line. We ranked these positions just the other day. They are very deep. I mean, this is a team that has guys like Greg Gaines on the bench that are legitimate players that can actually take over some of those snaps and maybe ease Robinson back into his starting spot here where you don't need this guy to play 85% of the snaps this week. You can sort of let him get back into the thick of things and take it slowly in his recovery process. But at the same time, yeah, you look at guys like Greg Gaines, you look at the Jonah Williams, Michael Hoyts, all these different players the Rams have a lot of depth at defensive tackle and not to mention not all three of these guys can play at the same time all the time. The Rams are going to be in base defense maybe 35 to 40 percent of the time and if that's the case then they will have Sebastian Joseph Day, Aaron Donald, Ashawn Robinson out there but 
when they go into those sub packages, into nickel, into dime defenses with more defensive backs on the field, they're going to start subbing out some of those guys, some of those linebackers as well, and bringing in defensive backs, of course. And then you're only going to have two defensive tackles out there for the most part. So it's going to really be a interesting development to see how the Rams utilize Robinson going into week one here. I'm not sure how healthy he's going to be. He might only be available to play a handful of snaps or 50% at most. But at the same time, with how much the Rams rotate, with how much they vary their packages on defense, I think they should be okay going into this game. And of course, for the most part, everyone on this team that is expected to play is going to be healthy and is going to suit up. So that is good news for the Rams. You're looking at offensively, I believe every single starter is basically good to go. And defensively, of course, Ashawn Robinson, a little bit shaky right now. And then you look at some of the other positions that are a little bit shaky as well, like Ed Rusher. We don't really know what the status of some of those guys are. Terrell Lewis, Obo Okoronko, not going to go. Uh, you look at some of the other guys, Chris Garrett now on the COVID list. There's question marks there. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, the Rams have had a lot of success against the Chicago Bears, especially last year. Of course, that was a good game for the Rams. They did dominate on the defensive side of the ball. But this is a different Bears team, a different quarterback, probably a little bit of a different offense. So it's going to be a new match for the Rams, and it is going to be super fun to finally watch football again. Make sure to tune back in here throughout the rest of the week. We're going to continue to give you guys every single update and every single bit of information you need to know between the Rams and the Bears heading into this game. We're going to have an awesome crossover later this week with Locked On Bears host Lauren Cox as well. He's going to give us a better inside look into this team and what to expect. And of course, we're going to share our predictions as well. So make sure to tune back in for that. You guys can obviously find us on Twitter at QB's MEP and at Locked On Rams. Find us on YouTube as well, Locked On Rams. You guys have been killing it over there. I appreciate you guys so much for that. I think the quality is a lot better now. I think things are a lot more settled now that I've run this Ethernet cord. Things look a lot better. So knock on wood that that remains. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.